Hey there guys and girls, you are listening to the English Made Simple Show. This is episode number 118, number 118, numero 118. Welcome and bienvenidos a English Made Simple. I'm your podcast teacher and your English coach. My name is Milena from EnglishMadeSimple.net. EnglishMadeSimple.net. Welcome to my old and new listeners. Nice to have you tuning to today's show. And uh, today, amigos, I want to ask you one simple question. We're going to start off with a question. Are you in good shape? Are you in good shape? ¿Estás en forma? Think about this for a second. Are you in good shape? I used to be in good shape, but now I'm out of shape. My sister asked me the other day, Oh my, Milena, you've gained a few kilos. You really need to start getting yourself in good shape. And to which I reply, Yes, I am in shape. Round is a shape. <laughs> well, what shape do you want me to get into? I'm not a transformer. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so, are you in good shape? How often do you exercise to keep in shape? Do you follow any special diet for keeping in good shape? So today, amigos, uh, I think you can guess what today's episode is going to be about. Today's episode is about fitness and exercise. We are going to learn some new vocabulary. Yay! <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. We've learned some of the vocabulary related to diets, fitness and exercise in some previous episodes. I will uh, put links uh, in the transcription so that you can have a look at these episodes when you get a chance. So the two episodes I want you to go back and check out are episode number 28-8. How to give advice in English. Uh, we learn about the word should. And uh, the other episode was episode number 97. To go on a diet to go on a diet so it would be good to check out those episodes as well cool so are we ready boys and girls I hope you are walking or jogging trotando in Spanish jogging while listening to this episode I hope you're not doing something unhealthy like um, indulging in chocolate cake or <laughs> french fries Papa fritas, my favorite, french fries or chips, mmm, delicious, beer battered chips, yum, I could stuff my face with that all day long. Now, I got you thinking about food. Today's episode is not about food. We will cover that next time. Today's episode is about exercise, doing some physical activity for health benefits and uh, for looks. So we look more attractive. Okay, so the first thing you will learn today is the expression to be in good shape. You can also be in great shape, in fantastic or amazing shape. The expression here is to be in good shape. Estar en forma. The opposite of being in good shape is to be out of shape 
which means to be in bad shape. What does uh, to be in good shape mean? Well, glad you asked. Well, according to Well Intelligente or the online dictionary, to be in good shape means to be in good condition physically. It can be used for both people and things. You can also say uh, to get in shape and to keep in shape. You can use those phrases as well. But uh, when I ask you, are you in good shape? I'm actually asking you this question with the help of the auxiliary verb to be. To be in good shape. Are you in good shape? Means what's your fitness level at the moment? Are you fit and healthy? Aha! New words coming your way now, amigos y amigas. Listen carefully. To be fit. To be fit. A person who runs marathons is a very fit person. To be fit in Spanish is similar to estar en forma, but uh, when someone is fit, it means they can run marathons, hold a conversation at the same time, and uh, listen to the English Made Simple show. <laughs> All right. So the marathon runners, uh, they can run long distances, I think. The run is 42 kilometers. I, on the other hand, am very unfit. That's the opposite of fit. Unfit. I can only run uh, 10 meters and I start puffing immediately. In Spanish, uh, to puff is jadear. You know what I mean? I have to run and then stop and then crawl. Okay, no, not crawling. I'm not crawling. What I meant to say is... Um, I run and then start walking because I'm so unfit. I run out of breath very quickly. Me ahogo. I run out of breath. And this is exactly what happened to me this morning, actually. I woke up at 7 a.m. because that is the only time I have right now for exercise. And because it's uh, winter time in Melbourne, I decided to warm up before going outside. I did some warm-up exercises indoors, inside the house. I did some floor exercises. You know, basic things like squats, lunges, push-ups. Just using my body weight. Just to warm up before I go outside for a run. For a short run. <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, when I say to my husband that I'm doing floor exercises, he thinks I am vacuuming the house and I'm cleaning. <laughs> He thinks I'm doing housework. Oh, no way. No way, Jose. Actually, that's a good idea. I can prepare an episode about that in the near future. Anyway, getting myself distracted. So this morning, my body was in shock. I went from sitting on my ass for six months. Yep, a long time. To running straight away. It's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> when it comes to exercise, you have to ease into it. You have to start slowly. And you have to develop a routine so that your body gets used to the movement. Now, amigos, I am not a personal trainer, so I can't give you a professional advice when it comes to exercise. A personal trainer is someone who works at the gym. They might even work for themselves be self-employed, uh, have their own gym. A personal trainer develops an exercise plan for their clients. A personal trainer also spots clients, assists them 
when they're lifting heavy weights. Spotting is a term used by gym junkies. To spot someone in the gym is to help them lift heavy weights. Usually, guys spot each other in the gym because they are known to lift extremely heavy weights. Especially when they are on the bench press machine, building their pecs, you know what I mean? Gym junkies is a term for people who love going to the gym, who spend a long time at the gym. Gym addicts, basically. They are gym addicts. I used to be a gym junkie myself in my 20s. If you've uh, read my bio on the English Made Simple website, uh, you would have learned that I used to be a bodybuilder. I only competed once when I was 23 years old. I think I was too young to have any muscle on me then. I competed in a category called body shape. And this was back in New Zealand many, many years ago. I used to be very fit then. I also participated in fun runs organized by charity groups. When I turned uh, 30, when I was 30 years old, I joined 10K runs. I ran for 10 kilometers. We say 10K runs for short. I didn't want to run longer than that. Uh, it would require a lot of sacrifice, discipline and training if you wanted to run longer. And you know me, I love food. I love it. I can't sacrifice that. By the way, any advice I share today about exercise is coming from my own personal experience when I trained for a bodybuilding competition back in 2003. Things have changed since then. And uh, if you have a goal and you're interested in, a, in training for a specific event, I would definitely recommend you hire a personal trainer. Hiring a personal trainer will help you reach your goal faster. Cool. When I was training for the competition, I hired a personal trainer and a nutritionist. I started training three months out from the competition date. So three months before the competition date. The nutritionist planned my meals, comidas, told me what to eat and what not to eat. <laughs> I would be eating same food every day, meat and veggies, meat and vegetables. Basically, she designed my diet plan, a meal plan for the competition. By the way, if you want to lose weight, bajar de peso, lose weight, then you really have to watch what you eat. This is really important. And if you have a specific goal to achieve, for example, like losing weight or just building muscle tone, I would definitely recommend hiring a nutritionist to help you plan your meals. 80% of my training was the diet and the rest was exercise. Eating the right type of food is the most important thing when training for any sport, really. My personal trainer really pushed me hard in the gym. She pushed me so hard that I would be sore the next day. Sore is another word for painful, to be in pain. I was in pain. <laughs> After a really hard workout, you get sore muscles. You know what I'm talking about. And the word sore is an adjective. Sore muscles mean painful muscles. Muscles, musculos. When you see a guy or a girl with lots of muscles, you can say they are muscly. 
muscly or musculosos in Spanish. So I mentioned the word workout. The word workout uh, is written as one word. It's also a noun. It means an exercise session, physical training, or in Spanish, this is sesión o rutina de entrenamiento. Also, after a hard and strenuous workout, it's usually a good idea to stretch. Stretch your muscles. Elongar. Stretch your muscles. And uh, if you're good at yoga, then lucky you. <laughs> uh, if you do a lot of cardio exercise, such as running or cycling, you are bound to sweat. To sweat in Spanish means sudar o transpirar. To sweat, sudar o transpirar. So my training for the competition lasted three months. Yep, only three months. And in three months, I lost 10 kilos of fat and gained 4 kilos of muscle. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking uh, bodybuilding. You, I don't want to have big muscles, big ugly muscles. Well, it's not that easy getting big muscles. Thanks to biology for women, it's actually really hard to gain muscle. You would have to train hard for 20 years to end up with big muscles. Whereas for guys, it's easier to build muscles. But it also requires effort. It's not that easy, much easier than girls. Anyway, my training involved a combination of cardio and weights at the gym. Cardio y pesas. Cardio and weights. Cardio was the first thing in the morning before breakfast. It went uh, for about half an hour and then I would go back later in the afternoon for another session at the gym. But this time lifting weights. Yep. That was me basically every day for three months. <laughs> you have to sacrifice a lot during the three months of training. No drinking alcohol, no sweets, so no wine and no Nutella. Just drinking plenty of water, close to two liters a day. I <laughs> know. That was then. Now I drink two liters of wine a day. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, so that was the best experience I had in my life. I think one of the best experiences. It taught me a lot about myself and taught me about discipline. But now I'm at a different stage in my life. I'm at a different stage. It's called life of leisure. <laughs> right. The second thing I would like to explain um, today is what it means when we say to be healthy. To be healthy doesn't only apply to exercise, but it also applies to the food. Are you eating healthy? Do you follow a healthy diet? Healthy is an adjective. For example, I want to feel healthy and fit. I am fit and healthy. Cool. Is Nutella healthy? <laughs> Are chips healthy? I don't think so. But if you eat anything in moderation, you should be fine, okay? <laughs> I think we covered a lot in today's episode. I don't want to overwhelm you in today's episode. Remember, guys and girls, you don't have to go to the gym to keep fit. There are other activities you could be doing to keep fit and to keep in good shape. So, having said that, we will continue next week. We will learn more vocabulary related to exercising, going to the gym and eating healthy. 
And before we finish, I'd like to send a special greeting to Jesus Mateus from Venezuela. Thanks for your nice comments, Jesus. And I'm glad you're enjoying the English Made Simple show. Keep listening. And another hello to David from Spain, who suggested the topic about the fitness and exercise. Thanks for that, David. It was a great idea. Cool. And we shall continue next week. You've been an amazing audience as always. Keep fit. Stay healthy. You've been jamming with Milena, your English coach. See you next time. Hasta la próxima. Bye.